You are tuned in to Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Broussard, Louisiana. Let's catch up with Father Michael Delcom as he breaks open the readings for today. So the first Sunday after Christmas is always Holy Family Sunday, where the church kind of focuses us on the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph and Jesus together in their home. What must the Holy Family have been like, and how does the Holy Family teach us and invite us, who are part of a family, whether it was the family you grew up in, whether it's the family you have now that you're forming, whether it's the family that you have formed and maybe now you're empty nesters or a widow, how can the Holy Family teach us how to be holy? I want to offer you maybe an image that might help us pray this morning. Um, it's an image of the icon. It's going to slowly, there it is. This is an icon of, uh, of the Holy Family, and it's actually of the journey that Jesus and Mary and Joseph took after today's gospel. If you recall in today's gospel, Jesus and Mary, uh, Joseph and Mary kind of lost Jesus. They were looking for him for three days filled with great anxiety and they found him in the temple and, and Jesus said, why were you looking for me? Kind of a rough question to be asking. Did you not know that I was in my father's house and it says Mary, Mary kept these things in her heart thinking about what this might mean. Can you imagine what the life of Mary and Joseph were as they raised Jesus? As we kind of look at this icon, I invite you just to, to pray with this icon um, this morning with me. An icon is, is an image that we can pray with. Um, for some of you who maybe are really distracted in prayer, you find prayer difficult. Maybe you go to prayer and your mind's in so many different places. You're thinking about yesterday. You're thinking about what you ate for lunch yesterday. You're thinking about why you ate that for lunch yesterday. You're thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch today so that you don't gain five pounds so that you don't have to get in a gym membership. And, and all of a sudden, mass is over and you're like, what, what happened? All I thought about was Christmas and food and how distracted am I, Right. Sometimes we use tools to help us pray. We use tools to help us focus. And sometimes an image is a good tool to help us focus so that the Holy Spirit can speak to us. And so today we're going to kind of use an image. This is called an icon. And as much as we are looking at the icon, the icon is looking at us. I just want to say that again. As much as we are looking at the Holy Family and we're seeking to learn something from the Holy Family, the Holy Family is actually looking back at us, trying to tell us something, trying to show us something. Just want you to look at Joseph. So this is their journey back from Jerusalem home. Joseph who has Jesus on his shoulders. 
His eyes are closed. What must have been going through Joseph's mind as he carries the Son of God? Was Joseph praying, of course he was, to his father to to really be obedient to the Father's will? Knowing that Joseph was the Father's son, but in the same sentence, carrying the son of the father on his shoulders. Joseph trying to be obedient to God the father in doing his will as he's carrying the son who will seek to be obedient to the father's will. All the same time, Joseph being called to model the father to Jesus. That's what fathers do. They look to the father in heaven And they try to be an obedient son. But eventually sons will be fathers who will have to be God to their son, at least image God to them. What was on Joseph's mind as he carried his adopted son, but the son of God? You can see the spirit of listening in Joseph. Look at Mary. She holds a scripture in her hand. It's a a scripture that says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. This is the first scripture that Jesus will actually read when he begins his public ministry. He will stand up before the whole community at the age of 30 and open up the scroll and read this scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Mary's has a posture of prayer. She's looking down, she's contemplating, she's holding all of these mysteries in her heart. And you can see Jesus is kind of leaning down, gesturing to Mary to grab the scroll from her. The Holy Family, what must have happened in their home As Jesus is in the temple at 12 years old, they were filled with awe and wonder at his answers and at his questions. How much of Jesus' answers were taught by Mary and Joseph to him as he grew up? How much of his wisdom and knowledge was given to him by Mary and Joseph as they sought to make their home a place that primarily listened to God? This is what makes a family holy. What it means to be holy is to be filled with God. So we have to be open. We have to be listening. We have to be seeking to receive God. I can only be holy if I receive God. I can't pump God into me. God has to give himself to me. And so the Holy Family, listening. Mary and Joseph, listening. I only want to do the will of the Father because he has given me great responsibility. The Son, Jesus, I want to do the will of my Father. Together, let us pray and seek the will of the Father. We can't hear the will of the Father if we're not listening. And how difficult it is to listen to God in our world with all of the noise. And so if I have someone to support me, someone to pray with me, someone to pray for me, how much easier it would be to have a holy family, knowing that my spouse 
is praying for me, knowing that my spouse is trying to serve me so that I can listen to God, so that I can do the will of God. See, that's what spouses do. That's what parents do for their children. Parents in a holy family, in your family, please God, just a reminder to all of us, spouses are meant to get each other to heaven. We're meant to pray for each other. We're meant to serve each other so that our spouse can experience God in us so that we can be moved to God. Now, I know that's hard. That's very difficult. We don't do it perfectly, but how important it is that we, that you as a spouse, how important it is that you're listening to God, that you are receiving God so that you can give God to your spouse. beautiful thing about the sacrament of marriage is that those of you in here who are married, you actually become the sacrament to your spouse. It's so interesting. In, in baptism, we use water for God to pour out his grace on those who are baptized. In communion, we use bread and wine for God to pour out his grace into us. In the anointing of the sick, we use oil for God to pour out his grace through that oil onto the person. But for marriage, God uses spouses. Spouses are actually the stuff that God will use to bring his life to the other spouse. Those of you in here who are married, you are actually a sacrament, a living sacrament to your spouse. And so what would it look like if our homes were a place that would kind of begin to mirror and look like Mary and Joseph's home? I was reading this morning a uh, scripture. I was looking actually in Luke. I was looking for uh, Joseph, the line that says, uh, Joseph said, let's turn off the TV and let's pray. I would, it, might be, it might be in the New Living Translation, I'm not sure, but I, I couldn't find it. Um, I, I was looking for when Mary said, hey guys, let's put our cell phones down so that we can say a prayer before meals, and I, and I didn't find it, right? I can only imagine that with knowing the level of importance, the dignity that God had given Mary and Joseph to raise Jesus, they were very intent on listening to God, very intent on praying, very intent on exposing their hearts and minds. God, I want to do your will because you have entrusted me with great responsibility. Why would you and I think any different? Why would the parents in this room, the grandparents in this room, why would you think any different that God has not entrusted you with great responsibility? Your child, your grandchild, they were made and fashioned in the image and likeness of God. They were made and formed by God the Father to come to know him, to come to love him and come to serve him and live with him forever in heaven. In your home, this is a really neat image, your home is a, a missionary outpost. Missionary outpost. 
This is what happens if we can really receive the image. What we do here in church is that this church is a place where our faith community comes, our faith family comes. We gather as a family. We are the connected body of Christ and we come to be fed by the Eucharist. We come to be nourished by the word of God. We come to hear the word of God, to be enlightened, to be renewed. We come and to be fed. And then we go out, we leave this place and we go out into our homes. And from our homes, we go out into the world. We go out into our schools, our workplace, our extended family. And we go out to love and to serve and to minister and to be Christ and to do the will of God, our Father, from our homes. Therefore, our homes, which we spend the most of our time, is meant to be what the church calls a domestic church, a place that's safe a place that I can hear God, a place that I can pray, a place that I can worship, a place that actually helps me focus on God and God's will and my vocation in life. It's actually meant to model what happens here in church. It's an outpost safe and secure and and hopefully husbands are praying for their wives. Husbands are eager to forgive and eager to ask for forgiveness. Wives are eager to pray for their husbands. They're quick to forgive and ask for forgiveness. We're praying in our home. We're actually very discerning in what is coming into our home so that our homes don't become like everything else out there, full of distractions, full of anything but God. No, actually, when our kids come home, they can rest. And they know that God is important, that God is in the center. Joseph was constantly praying, Father, I only want to do what you want me to do. Help me take care of this child. Mary, keeping everything in her heart. Father, I only want to serve you. I want to take care of this child. Mary and Joseph taking care of each other so that they can take care of of Jesus. How are we being a holy family? I just offer that image to you this morning. So wherever you are in life, whether you're single, whether you're widowed, whether you're grandparents, whether you're parents, You may not think of your family as holy, but God is with you. God is in your family. And where God is, he is inviting us to be holy, to be filled with him. And so I'm just asking you to turn to God wherever you are in your family to not listen to the judgment that you put on your family, to not listen to the judgment in the way that you parent, to not listen to the judgment in the way that you maybe preserve silence, to not listen to the judgment on the way that you fail or don't recognize each person in your family, to just ask God to come and be with you and your family, to invite him into your home, to say, Lord, teach us how to make our home a domestic church. Teach us how to make our home a missionary outpost. Teach us how to make our home a place where our kids feel safe to pray to God, to talk about God, to ask God's help, to discern their vocation in life, whatever it may be. 
Teach us how to pray as a family. Teach us as spouses to love each other, to forgive each other. I know it's not easy and I know it may sound outlandish, but with God, all things are possible. Think about it. Mary didn't completely understand what was going to happen, what was happening. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. With you, all things are possible, Lord. Continue to teach me. Continue to help me stay rooted and grounded. Our whole preaching series was on this. The born identity. You are beloved sons and daughters of God the Father. God has given you supernatural life. And he has brought you into his life, which means Mary is your mother and Joseph is your adopted father. We are in this holy family together. May they pray for us as we seek to be holy.